Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas, and it's my pleasure to be your host. I want to take a moment tonight to simply thank each and every one of you for being here. Whether you listen every night, or you dip in and out whenever you need us, or perhaps you're even listening for the very first time this evening, it means the world to the team and I that what we create with this show holds a place in your lives. And I hope that our stories and meditations bring you that little bit of comfort, reassurance, and restful companionship whenever you need it. And we know that there are still so many more people out there looking for the best way to get a better night's sleep. So we appreciate knowing that many of you continue to spread the word about the show, telling your friends and loved ones to give it a try. I firmly believe that word of mouth is always the best way to hear about something new to try. So please do keep telling people that Get Sleepy is here for anyone and everyone. Thank you again, my friends, far and wide. We appreciate all of you so, so much. In tonight's story, a woman named Alana takes a trip with her two dogs to a cottage in the Welsh countryside. The cottage has everything Alana could need including a big, cosy bed that she can't wait to fall asleep in. Being part Welsh myself, and having enjoyed many family trips there growing up, and in my adult years too, this script was a particularly nice one for me to read and record for all of you. So thank you to Lily for writing this lovely story. So, my friends, it's time to get nice and snug in bed now, so you can feel comfortably settled to listen along and drift off whenever the time is right. There's no hurry with this process, though. All you have to concern yourself with is permitting your body and mind to relax and rest. 
sleep will come naturally, without any force or effort. So just allow yourself to accept that and enjoy the sensation of peace and stillness as you lay here resting. Your mind will most likely wander. Thoughts will come and go. Some may even cause a bit of disruption to the peace and stillness of this moment. But just know that that is quite normal. We all know that experience. But you are not your thoughts. You are simply the observer of them. So, if and when your mind wanders, just gently bring your focus back to my voice and to the peace and stillness of the space you are in at this present moment. Our story tonight is sweet, calming, and easy to follow. So allow your imagination to tune into my words as we prepare to meet Alana, who's driving through the Welsh countryside in the company of two loyal, furry companions. The drive leading towards Alana's destination was smooth and enjoyable. It reminded her of how fun she had found driving when she first started. The country roads she had driven through today had been newly laid and passed through beautiful scenery. Alana loved the Welsh countryside with its rugged nature. There were mountains and valleys, heavenly beaches, and dramatic landscapes. This was her favorite place to visit to get away from it all. As she rounded another bend, Alana glanced at the rearview mirror She was checking on Jack and Harry, her two golden retrievers. They sat on the back seats, each with their head out of their respective window, fur fluttering and tongues flapping in the breeze. Alana grinned. If the sat-nav was correct, 
They were minutes away from the cottage she had booked for the next five days. She turned off the winding road and onto a dirt track. The car shook and bounced, so she lifted her foot from the accelerator and slowed down. Jack and Harry were panting with excitement. They always seemed to know when it was almost time to get out. Both dogs stood up, sniffing the air furiously. They were impatient to explore. Driving on slowly, Alana soon caught sight of the farm, and then the farmhouse. She stopped the car and checked the instructions she had received from her hosts, who were the owners of the cottage. They lived in the farmhouse. As Alana double-checked the names of her hosts, a woman in a barber coat and Wellington boots walked out to greet her. Alana opened the car door, and Jack and Harry started whining, both their heads appearing out of the same window. Jill? Alana asked. Jill nodded and welcomed Alana to the farm. She spoke with a gentle voice and strong Welsh accent. The dogs were whimpering for attention, which Jill happily lavished on them. She stroked both their heads, which were poking out of the car window. Jill told Alana that the cottage was just a little further down the dirt road, and round a bend to the left. The door was unlocked, and the keys were in a bowl on the dining table. She'd stocked up the firewood and put the heating on, ready for Alana's arrival. There was fresh milk in the refrigerator, as well as some eggs. And if there was anything else Alana needed, Jill had left her phone number on a piece of paper attached to the fridge with a magnet. Alana thanked Jill and got back in the car. She couldn't wait to see the place she and the dogs would be calling home for the next several days. Driving slowly, she followed the lane as it curved to the left. Then she parked on the gravel driveway next to the stone cottage. The house had two floors and was made of white stone. It was pretty as a picture. Though there was visible frost on the front lawn, on the ledge of each window 
were boxes which still bloomed with pink and orange flowers. Alana got out of the car, her feet crunching over the stony ground, and opened the back door. Jack and Harry jumped out, and immediately began to explore their new surroundings. After taking in the scenery for a moment, Alana decided to carry her bags into the cottage while letting the dogs run around. She opened up the boot and took out her bag. It was pretty big, and it was full of jumpers and warm clothes. On the way, she had done some food shopping, so she took those bags out too. Alana carried everything to the front door and let herself in. It was lovely and warm inside. The cottage had an open-plan living space, with the kitchen at the front of the house and a lounge towards the back. Alana put the food bags down on the counter and her big bag on the floor. She saw the cottage keys on the dining table and Jill's phone number on the fridge, just like she'd said. There was a basket full of eggs and in the fridge, two jugs full of fresh milk. Alana looked out the window above the sink she could see Jack and Harry playing and leaping about on the grass. Such happy dogs, thought Alana. She enjoyed packing away all the food shopping in the clean and neat kitchen. There was a place for everything, and as she moved around the room, She thought about the meals she was looking forward to cooking. Afterwards, Alana decided to explore the cottage. She took off her shoes, leaving them by the front door. The lounge had big, comfortable sofas, a chestnut coffee table, a huge, cushiony dog bed, and, best of all, a wood-burning stove. Beside it was a basket full of wood. On the coffee table was a welcome pack, explaining everything one might need to know about the cottage, like how to adjust the heating and the water temperature, and instructions for all the appliances. There was a note attached from Jill 
and her husband Mike, addressed to Alana and the two dogs, wishing them all a pleasant stay. Another booklet on the table was a walking guide. The cottage backed onto a forest that had plenty of walking trails, and a lake in the middle of it. To the front of the cottage, there were many more routes to take, through fields and valleys, heading towards the sea. There were sunrise and sunset times written on the back of the booklet. Alana checked the time. The sun would begin to set in about two hours. The last booklet had menus for local restaurants that would deliver to the cottage. One in particular caught Alana's eye. It was a menu for an Indian restaurant and had pictures of some of their dishes on the front. The food looked absolutely delicious and perfect for a cold day like today. Although she had brought food with her and planned to cook, Alana was quite tired from the long drive, and she hadn't yet taken the dogs for a walk. She decided to pre-order dinner and have it delivered for when she returned from the walk. After placing her order, she took her bag upstairs to the bedroom. There was a huge, cozy bed in the middle, and a big wooden wardrobe. Across the floorboards was a sheepskin rug. There were small windows on either side of the bed that looked out onto the front lawn. And above the bed was a large skylight. Alana sat on the edge of the bed for a moment, enjoying the peacefulness. She could hear birds from the trees behind the house, the occasional mooing of cows on the farm, and the sound of trickling water coming from a stream somewhere. And that was it. No traffic, sirens, or electrical buzzing. It was blissful. She looked forward to climbing into the soft bed and resting her head on the pillows tonight. Alana unpacked her bag, hanging some things in the wardrobe and folding up her other clothes, which she put in the small drawers by the bed. Taking out her wash bag, she put it on a shelf in the ensuite bathroom 
Then she headed back downstairs and picked up the keys from the dining table. She put her shoes back on and opened the front door. Locking it behind her, she went to join Jack and Harry on the grass. Alana was curious about the sound of the water she had heard earlier. Where was it coming from? She soon found out. A stream ran across the end of the front garden. Alana stood watching it for a while. It was quite captivating, the way the water twinkled as it rushed over the stones in rivulets and round little bends. She wondered where it started and where it ended up. Maybe it ran all the way through the countryside and down into the sea a few miles away. Turning around, she looked at the trees of the forest that towered up above the cottage roof. Out loud, Alana asked the dogs which walking route they should take. Towards the beach, or into the woods. A chilly breeze whipped past, and Alana pulled her coat tightly around herself. She decided on the forest route. The wind wouldn't be as strong in there, she thought. Alana walked around the side of the cottage, Jack and Harry excitedly bounding off ahead as usual. She wondered how many new and exciting smells they were picking up on. Out here in the middle of the countryside, the dogs didn't need harnesses or collars they could be free. The lane soon turned into a narrower path and led into the trees. Alana was right. The wind was practically non-existent here, and they were sheltered by the great trunks of the trees. Dappled sunlight lay on the ground, streaming in between the pines. Leaves covered the path, and due to the dry weather, they provided a satisfying crunch with each step Alana took. Jack and Harry whipped on and off the path, exploring the forest. They would check back on Alana every now and then to make sure she was still in sight. It looked as if the dogs were grinning. 
they made her chuckle every time one of their shaggy heads peeped out at her. She was sure they thought of themselves as her minders, rather than it being the other way around. Alana stopped for a moment to look up and take in how incredibly tall the trees of the forest were. They loomed up above her and looked as if they were touching the sky. They made her feel tiny. When she looked back down again, Jack and Harry were on the path, staring at Alana curiously. She smiled at them, and then started running, racing off down the path. The dogs jumped into action, bounding after her and barking with excitement. They just loved it when she played with them. The three of them ran in and out of the trees, doubling back and playfully jumping out at each other until they came to a clearing. Alana hadn't expected the lake to be quite so big. The blue water stretched out in front of her like a giant swimming pool. Alana and the dogs stood still. The serene beauty of the place was awe-inspiring. The air felt crisp and clean, and Alana inhaled it gratefully. This was truly fresh air. Still panting slightly from playing with the dogs, she decided to find a place to sit. The path went all the way around the water, and she soon found a spot of moss-covered ground to sit on. Leaning back against the trunk of a tree, Alana stretched her legs out. Jack and Harry were busy letting their noses lead them around the place. Alana sat there, watching over the lake. The surface was as still as glass. On the other side, she spotted a heron standing on a rock. His long neck was stretched as he gazed into the depths, looking for his dinner. Birds fluttered overhead, returning to their nests for the evening. Then the surface of the lake rippled. Alana stood up and could just make out a school of fish 
beneath the surface. A moment later, she heard a loud croak. She tried to follow the noise. It must have been coming from a frog somewhere nearby. She stood on the rocks that bordered the water and tried to find the frog. He must have been too good at camouflaging himself, though. Each time she thought he must be close by, the croaking seemed to move. The sun was getting lower in the sky. Alana decided to keep walking around the lake. She could do a lap, then head back down the path they'd come up and return to the cottage before night fell. Jack and Harry followed, padding in and out of the cool water, but not getting fully submerged. They were both fantastic swimmers, but the water was far too cold for a proper swim. So they just splashed about, getting each other wet anyway, and Alana too. Luckily, she had a big, waterproof coat. As the three of them walked the perimeter of the lake, Alana hopped from stone to stone, taking care not to slip on the wet ones. She felt like a kid again, exploring and enjoying nature, unobserved and carefree. For a moment, she stood at the edge of the lake and closed her eyes, feeling the afternoon sun on her skin. She felt a soft breeze around the hood of her coat, and heard the same wind swishing through the leaves of the trees. The water in the lake gently rushed back and forth over the rocks at its edge, and there was a flutter here and there of birds' wings as they flew overhead, and the occasional call of an owl getting ready to begin its nightly hunt. She could hear so much more with her eyes shut, quiet noises she might have missed otherwise. There was a gentle rustling in the grass nearby, a mouse, or perhaps a squirrel. And of course, she could hear Jack and Harry panting. Alana opened her eyes. The air was so fresh, and this spot so beautiful, it was hard to leave. 
but she reminded herself that she was here for the next five days and could return whenever she wished. With that in mind, she turned and found the path that led back to the cottage. As the three of them came out of the trees, Alana checked her watch. She had spent longer on the walk than she'd meant to. She remembered the takeaway she'd ordered from the Indian restaurant. Her stomach was rumbling, and the cold had finally reached inside her coat. Quickening her pace, she was soon nearing the cottage. By the time she reached it, the sun had set behind the trees, and it was dark. Alana found a bag waiting for her on the doorstep. Inside it was the food she had ordered. She smiled gratefully and picked it up, then let herself, Jack and Harry, inside. As she slipped off her shoes and wandered into the kitchen, she realized how warm her feet were. Underfloor heating. What a luxury, she thought. After placing the bag on the kitchen counter, Alana turned to see Jack and Harry waiting expectantly. Dog food and water bowls had been provided by the hosts. They really had thought of everything. Alana took out some cans of dog food from the cupboard pulled open the lids, and served up dinner for the boys. As they instantly began to wolf down their food, tails wagging, Alana filled the other bowls with water. While the dogs ate, she decided to start a fire in the wood-burning stove. Starting with smaller pieces of kindling and scraps of paper, she arranged the bits into a pyramid shape. Then she struck a match, which fizzled and crackled, before she placed it in the stove. The flames licked the paper's edges, curling them as they burnt and then caught on to the small kindling pieces. Next, Alana placed some firewood in the stove. Just a little at first, so as not to suffocate the flame. As the wood caught alight, she added a few bigger pieces 
and closed the door of the stove. She could already feel the warmth emanating from it, out into the room. Then Alana washed her hands and began unpacking the boxes from the delivery bag. The food inside was still piping hot. She found the crockery cupboard and moved the food into bowls. After getting herself a big plate, cutlery, and a tray, Alana carried everything over to the coffee table in front of the couch. As she settled on a big cushion on the floor in front of her food, Jack and Harry came over to join her. They instinctively knew the dog bed was for them. After sniffing at it and spinning round each other a few times, they flopped down together, letting out contented sighs. What could be cozier, Alana thought. Hot dishes of delicious food, a warm cottage, and two sleepy golden retrievers curled up beside her. She smiled to herself. How lucky she was. Alana switched on the television and scrolled through the channels. A film had just started. As she watched, she began to eat. The food was delicious. A perfect blend of spices, different textures and flavors, all working in harmony with one another. When she'd finished her supper, she carried the tray back to the kitchen. As she washed up the dishes, she could hear the stream at the end of the garden. After placing the dishes on the drying rack, she then made sure the countertops were all clean, ready for the morning. The dogs were snoozing, but when Alana called their names, their ears instantly pricked up, and they were on their feet, ready to follow her to bed. Alana picked up the dog bed and carried it upstairs. In the bedroom, she placed their bed beside hers. Then she looked around. Where were Jack and Harry? She'd assumed they would follow her up here. Soft 
whining noises were coming from the hallway. Following the sound, Alana left the bedroom, and then she saw that Jack and Harry were waiting for her at the bottom of the stairs. Their paws were sliding on the wooden steps, and they were stuck, waiting for Alana to come and help them. Their little faces looking up at her were so sweet. Alana's heart swelled with how much love she had for them. She chuckled as she descended. Helping Jack first, Alana encouraged him to take one step at a time. It was the slipperiness of their paws on the polished wood that was holding them back. She stood close behind Jack as he began to ascend, gently pushing his shaggy back and letting him know he wouldn't fall. Once he'd successfully made it to the top, he bounded into the bedroom. Alana retraced her steps to help Harry. She used the same technique, staying close behind him so he knew he was safe, even if he slipped around a little. They'd be used to the stairs in a day or so, she thought, and would no doubt soon be zooming up and down them. At last, with the boys curled up together on their bed, Alana climbed into hers. It was as soft and as plush as she had hoped. She sank into the mattress, pulling the crinkly duvet all the way to her chin. After leaning over to switch off the bedside lamp, she settled her head back on the pillow, and she noticed a light was still shining from somewhere. She looked up and saw a magnificent full moon glowing above her through the skylight. It was like a painting that had been framed and placed in the perfect position over the bed. As she gazed at the moon, Alana heard Jack and Harry's gentle snoring coming from where they slept below. She smiled, content, and felt her eyes begin to get heavier and heavier. And soon, Alana sank 
into a deep sleep.